and welcome to a special episode of Pro Try News. We're bringing you a quick midweek recording, um, mainly because we finally managed to get Talbot Cox back on the podcast. His wife's given him permission <laughs> to spend a bit of time with us. So Talbot, thanks for joining. No worries. No worries. I, I, you know, I only joined because of the next guest. Once you introduce the king. And far more importantly, we have with us today two-time Ironman world champion, reigning Challenge Roth champion, none other than Patrick Langer in the house. Thank you for coming on, mate. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I love the way you spell my, uh, my last name. Like I, I try to do it a different... Have you heard the show? I try to do different every time. Sometimes I go with Lange. Lange is pretty French. <laughs> But that was, that, that was pretty spot on, mate. That was brilliant. So me and Patrick have known each other for a few years and I butcher his name in person. It's not just how we do uh, international names on the show. Well, we do it face to face badly as well, I'm afraid. So it must be what what, what are we looking? Uh, how many days out from Roth now? 12 days out, something like that? Uh, 13 days, yes. 13 days out. How are we feeling? Oh, actually, it's it's coming together um, uh, right now. So uh, we had a, uh, um, quite a massive block of training um, over the last uh, weeks. So um, yeah, I'm 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 feeling good actually. It's the shoulder is coming uh, along quite nicely, uh, which was definitely a question mark over my head um, over the last couple of weeks because. Um, yeah, you never know if you if you recover uh, fully, and um, that was. Um, obviously, my main uh, focus to get back to 100% and, and not make any, um, um, uh, yeah, like stupid mistakes uh, that maybe cost my shoulder because it was it was a pretty a pretty bad injury to be honest. So with 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 uh, in the surgery, the doctors saw that there that there was actually more damage than we had expected, um, but. All in all of the weeks was a, a brilliant recovery. We couldn't ask uh, for more. We, we are really, really happy. So um, yeah, um, swimming is in, in full swing uh, at the moment. Obviously, I don't know what, what a race will bring. So we, we just have to, to uh, go in and, and like balls out and just race and see what happens. Um, this is like the, the, the question mark I have, but yeah. Uh, because but your your biking and running has always been quite good i know your biking improved significantly but you went from sort of in 2017 2018 you weren't necessarily always a front pack swimmer i know the rest of the race in 2019 didn't go how you wanted but in kona there that was that was your like breakthrough of a full front pack swimmer you then did it the same in tulsa you were with some of the really fast boys there and then you were comfortable at the front of the race in roth so you're swimming you were then, a, yeah, let's call it a, an established front pack swimmer. Is that what the question mark is like? Do you exactly. think you're there? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know, I think what made me um, um, a regular contender um, of, of, the, of the front pack uh, was uh, simply the work with the swimming coach. I have day by day, I have five times a week, uh, I have my swim coach, Tony, um, at, on deck. Uh, he's looking uh, after me, which makes a big difference. Um, obviously, also swimming with with the fast um, Austrian ITU guys. They they kick my ass every morning, like especially on the on the shorter distances. 
but uh, as soon as we have um, pedals pull boy and uh, 800 meter plus and um, I will fight back. So uh, it just, yeah, the, the, the training um, with, with these, this group actually just improved. And um, uh, yeah, since, since then, um, uh, yeah, the, the swim is definitely more, uh, like I, I can calculate more with it. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, uh, has your has your 25 meter sprint improved much since the woodlands 2019 where me and you famously went head to head uh over 25 meter freestyle because <laughs> I, I i i dine out on that as my greatest sporting victory of all time still um yeah i think i think we will have a rematch <laughs> this is a like i've retired i've retired no, I'm, I'm unavailable i'm afraid <laughs> It sticks in my heart, you know. It's so, uh, what, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you're like about 30 centimeters taller than I am. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that two time Ironman world champs make, make, you're making excuses no. for losing to me. That's that you don't <laughs> yeah. need to be doing that. No, so, no, no. carrying on with Roth, then, um, I guess some of the big, so it was a good start list anyway. It's nice to be racing Sam Long. Good to see him coming over to a European race. Like it's, it must, that must be good for Roth. Like that they are signing some big American names because traditionally it's quite a it's the big European calendar race, yeah. So Sam choosing to do that is a nice opportunity for you to beat him again. Is it? When did you last race in Tulsa? Yeah, it must be Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously we've got Jan now on the start list as well. How does that does that change things for you? Like. Not at all, honestly. Um, I just think uh, that um, the challenge, Roth, is, is such a great race that it deserves, honestly, the, the best field that uh, is possible. Um, so I never had uh, the experience of, of racing with all the crowd um, because obviously last year there were still the COVID restrictions in place. Um, but uh, I hear that they expect more than 200,000 200, um, spectators on course. I, I, I think everyone knows the, this famous Solara Berg, uh, where like they're literally standing in, I don't know, thousands of people. And, um, you know, this that, that just, it, it's a great race with a great history. And so uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward for, a stacked field of um, competition. All is, not just Jan, I think, with Sebi in the race, with Kyle Smith, Magnus Ditlev. Uh, I think it was a, a great field even before Jan signed up for the race. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah. You picked up the other two, me and Talbot um, were talking about yeah. this as well. So, yeah, Kyle Smith, like, he crumbled a bit in uh, the World Champs, but you know he's a front pack swimmer and rides very well. Um, and then obviously Magnus Ditlev, you would hope to be out the swim comfortably ahead of him, but then his ridings, I mean, truly phenomenal. His swim improved. So I think um, uh, he, it's also possible uh, that he is just within 30 seconds yeah. and he will put the foot down in, uh, on the bike and then we really have to watch out for it. And um, yeah, but yeah, you never know. I think... Uh, Again, I think it's it's a great field, and this race definitely deserves it. And um, 
I don't know how big the question mark over Jan's head is actually to be 100% uh, um, uh, fair because he said in, in, his, in his statement he was not so sure if he will really make it to the start line. So um, we, we will have to wait and see. But all in all, it doesn't matter for me because um, I focus on myself. I, I, I wanted to do, be in uh, 100% shape for the race. No... And and doesn't matter who is on the start line, you know. So it yeah. doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't have like trained specifically to race somebody. I I train to get the bets out of myself, and you know um, how we train um, uh, because Cat obviously has the same coach. So uh, yeah, we always try to to aim for the best um, that is individually possible. So yeah, from what I say, it's, it's gone, Talbot. Patrick, you're, you're a pretty seasoned um, Ironman athlete with lots of racing experience. How much of this race will be critical decisions as far as you making them on the fly versus you being patient and racing your own race? As far as like, could you see, would you, would you be comfortable to let athletes ride away from you? Or would you have to make game time decisions to be like, all right, let's see if Jan's going to attempt to go with Magnus. Like, should I go with them? Like how much of these decisions are going to be game time decisions you need to make on your own? It's, it's totally by gut feeling, you know, it's, it's, it's just the, the race instinct that um, uh, you should have as a, as a professional athlete. Um, you can't plan with it. Um, I know my, my, my boundaries that I'm, I'm able to play with. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely uh, aware that um, uh, yeah I I am able to uh, react or even better to be uh, the person attacking and 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 making the move. So um, I'm I'm not so like like focusing on reacting. I'm 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 thinking more of um, how can I um, put my mark on on this race and and um I, sh I think i showed it especially last year in in the race in roth where um i i put the hammer down at i don't know a kilometer 120 130 uh in the in the uphill to gradic which more or less decided the race uh, um all on my own and and um, mm -hmm. I think that, um, so yeah that that's um so when i was in girona doing the doing jan's squail race he actually said that that was your he thought from the outside he thought that was one of your most impressive performances the way you rode in roth so aggressively did was do the numbers reflect that as well you were a really good was it a, was it a very good ride by data for you roth last year um yes it was actually my best ride that i had in uh, uh, my uh, my ironman career um we were pretty open as well over the data so you can find it on um, uh, Björn's uh, high size um, block so um, there you can I, I don't have the numbers in my no, head no, no. Right now but everyone who's who's keen on the data can just look it up at uh, high size um, Björn wrote a, an article uh, about how the race was won um, at my end and there you can see that uh, the, the on the second loop um it was a, a big effort <laughs> to yeah. say um uh, and 
not to mention numbers because I simply don't have it in my No, no, that's that's cool. When you say your limits, I'm interested. Um, so when you say you know the boundaries, so particularly on the bike, are you looking at power? Are you looking at heart rate? Are you looking at feeling? Like what what are you what are you men monitoring during the race that gives you that? Although you know the boundaries are for five minutes, I can do this. For ten, I can maybe do this, but then I need to back off. How do you do that? Uh, definitely looking on the power. Um, I try to uh, also be smart where to attack. Um, so definitely going into the race and knowing the course and knowing okay uh, at this and this kilometer there is a hill uh, from this and this length and. Um, playing the, the tactical game before the hill. So not attacking from, let's say, eighth place to yeah. move up the front. So um, to be positioned well. And then, so the, the real attack maybe also can start maybe 50 kilometers ahead to, to be positioned well and to, to prepare yourself, also fueling-wise. Um, and then, um, yeah um have it this certain spot and then go go all in and stay within the watt boundaries i think so always have an yeah. eye on the watts but also which is quite in, important for me to um not like uh, to be like i kind of say it uh too strict on the numbers also have this little range of possibility to, to surprise yourself because I wasn't I wasn't going into the race and saying okay at uh, um, the uphill in Gretic uh, I go ahead and I want to have in the first 20 seconds uh, I want to have 700 watts on my on my yeah you know and that's actually what I did the first 10 seconds was more or less an out all-out sprint so you can't plan that you have to have a certain feeling for that and then um yeah, just just go go all in. And at uh, at your forty kilos of weight, that's a lot of power. Seven hundred watts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting old. I'm, for every year, one kilo more. <laughs> oh, mate, we're all well. So are hey. me, so are me and Talbot, but for very different reasons, I think. <laughs> yes. Hey. Okay. Speaking of age, I mean, I think that you hit it on the nail earlier. There's going to be nearly two hundred thousand people at this race. I feel like that this is the first probably not the first if you go way back in history and Roth, but one of the last times that we will see the three greatest era German athletes racing against each other. I mean, this is pretty much the end of it. And it's on German soil with Jan more than likely retiring this year, Sebastian Kinley. How important is it for you to show everyone we're all still in our prime. And I, I feel like I've put in the work that I, I, I want to be respected as one of the truly greatest ever to the sport here in Germany? I don't think that uh, for me there is any need in, in, in racing for respect anymore. I think everyone out there is respecting what I achieved so far. So uh, there's no arguing about that. Uh, Two-time Ironman World Champion, first, first man under eight hours in Kona. I think that, um, yeah, there's... I love that you've just said that because Talbot's yeah. just being provocative because... Because you're not Lionel Sanders, and I love that confidence, and I couldn't. No, no, more. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it from my standpoint. I, I think the critics online, though, they, they all try to like say things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like that was like the perfect answer to it because it's, it's the truth. 
what what would you be satisfied with on race day? What what would you walk away satisfied with? Um, obviously, if I race, I want to win. That's yeah. that's just my nature of racing. I'm, but you know, with with um, getting older and more experienced, I think it is. Uh, you can also have a great race by becoming second or third. Uh, you just gonna respect if somebody simply is better. And yeah. uh, it's also uh, talking about Lionel, what I really uh, love about Lionel's racing attitude. He is so, he's like, he's grinding and he's giving it everything and he's just, he's just a beast and um, kills himself. But if you're faster, like like I was in, in, in 2017, he was just totally respectful and, and totally acknowledging um, mm-hmm. the, the, the performances of other athletes. And that's that's what I'm uh, what you know what I'm uh, 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 agree with or I think we're in the same yeah. so yeah. Um, to answer your question, like I, I can't say it right now because sometimes mm-hmm. you can also be satisfied with the third place um, if you if you just said okay it was just uh, uh, two stronger athletes but definitely aiming for the podium and um, um, yeah not going there to uh, to uh, to to not talk about winning the race yeah yeah Qu- quick quick question too speaking of that same topic one of the most emotional finishes i've ever been at was ironman tulsa can you tell us why that race meant so much to you as you crossed the finish line because i remember i have a picture of you holding the the finish line banner and just weeping What, what what did that race mean to you especially just the crossing the finish line and the emotions um yes uh thanks for the reminder actually because it was also for me maybe one of the most um, important uh, uh, race victories came coming out of um, a, a really um, tough time um, because my mother was uh, yeah uh, having cancer and she died um, from it about uh, a year before that race and um, she um, uh, gave me the message that um, she is a hundred percent sure that I will come back um, even stronger, and she wants me to win again. And it was actually a huge motivation for me. And um, uh, I I gave this victory to her, and uh, that's that's why it just meant meant so much because I had her in uh, in my mind for actually not just the race, also the preparation leading into the race when it's it's hard and. Uh, you just have to do your job, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's just a good motivation for me. And, and of course, you had to wait a year to have the chance to do that because COVID just kept kicking that race back down the road. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So the, um, the just do your job line is something Kat uses that she's got from me that <laughs> me and Patrick were in um, the Woodlands training for 2019. And I was sort of bag carrying and doing a bit of my own training for will clark but i was probably doing more training than will clark was doing and uh he kept kept getting out of the swim early and um patrick's super german obviously and will couldn't be more 
kind of laid back British if he tried. He would be late for everything. Everything we turned up to, Will was late. And then Will got out of one swim too many and Patrick shouted across. I think you threw a pool boy at him first and then shouted across the pool, William, just do your job, like really angry and then pushed off the wall. And it's just stuck with me as being brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's that simple. Yeah. So just before we kind of wrap up and let you get on with your day, um, Kona this year, finally looks like we're going back to the island a place you race very very well at you're built not necessarily not physiologically but you are good in the heat you train well in the heat i've seen you train well in the heat um this could be one of the biggest conas ever if you look at the number of fast front race athletes so the number of athletes that will be at the front of the race from the start and then rather than coming through later on if you know what i mean like there's a lot of very very good swimmers there's that front group is now potentially 10 strong. Like, does that excite you? Or is that a bit like cycling where it's not good to have too big a breakaway group because they stop working together? Like, what are your thoughts on this, this, the potential this year? Obviously, we'll lose people on the way. It just makes me a little bit uh, jiggle because um, it's every year it's the same. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, ah, oh, and this guy, and this guy. And at the end, you know, Yes, you have to suffer through Kona is such a special race and um, um, obviously we have so many um, uh, great new names, um, uh, especially from the Norwegian side and, and Kyle Smith, etc. Daniel Beckergaard, I think he never raced. Oh, no, yeah, he, he, he dropped out, his bike broke. He made that lead group in 19 that you were in and yeah. then his bike broke and he dropped out of that race. But yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, a lot of exciting names, but yeah, I think Kona is the race where uh, experience counts the most and uh, it is such a, such a unique place and um, it will be really interesting to see uh, uh, um, how the, 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 the Kona rookies uh, can handle the energy of the island in, in their first attempt. I'm hoping one rookie handles think, it really yeah. well. A pardon? I'm hoping one rookie handles it really well. Who's that? Cat. <laughs> I was sticking to the man's race. Sorry. Yeah. We're we're living we're living with you, so we're hoping to steal off some of your experience there. So, um, always welcome. I, I you know that I'm 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 a huge supporter of of Cat and um, super super excited to see her, uh, just you know rocking it and and i'm, I'm super happy I'm, I'm i'm i think i never shouted at a scream uh, uh before maybe maybe when jan ulrich back in the day rode up yeah. one two i was shouting at the screen the, the, the last time but uh, when i when i saw her race in utah I was, I was emotionally attached to it and was that's uh, really cool that's really cool. Yeah. One thing before on Kona, like, so we've seen in recent races, or I think there's a bit of a trend of we have lots of big name athletes, but the percentage of them that seem to be able to make the start line healthy, mm -hmm. I think we're seeing more and more that mm -hmm. that percentage seems to be lower, as in more people are not making the start line healthy. We've had a few stress fractures. Mm -hmm. We've had some illnesses. Mm -hmm. Is this because the stakes are higher? And, or is this because people are trying to get to 100% and they're not settling for what mm -hmm. or, or, or am I or am I seeing something that's not happening um carbon shoes 
would be my answers. <laughs> really? Yeah, you, you look at it. I mean, um, I think they're not good training shoes. I think the the uh, you you need to learn how how to run with it and handle it. And um, I found myself uh, if I run with a, with my racing Adidas carbon uh, a shoe, I run ten to fifteen seconds per k faster with the same heart rate. And you need to adapt your body to it, um, or you just need it for for racing. And I think training with it is is bad for you. So Interesting. You not you. There are a lot of people like running these shoes, and um, because the shoe um, takes away so many, takes over so many of your technical aspect of running that you normally needed to do on your on your own. Now the shoe is running with you, not you running the shoe if, if that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. and i think i think so the the, the um, there are a lot of athletes out there that um, yeah just uh, um, they run too much in the carbon shoe and they're not uh, that they they, uh, um, they 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 miss how to run properly technically wise the, the biomechanics but that's just just the first uh thought that that shoot into my mind because for me it, it is no it's it's, yeah. it's interesting yeah it's something i haven't heard tal but have you got anything more for patrick before we let him get on with his day no i mean i i, I think that was pretty much it i'm i'm like like you said i'm more than excited to see the kona start line like i like you said though they're good two or three of the top names you go ahead and just cross off of luck in ex or overtraining and things like that. And mm -hmm. I just, uh, I think, I think you already had your bad luck of the year and you're going to be on the start line. Hopefully. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And you were yeah. saying before we came on, how old did it make you feel seeing Annabelle Knoll win uh, the ITU race at the weekend? <laughs> You mean um, Annika Koch? Oh, Annika Koch, the other German. Sorry, got the wrong uh, German. Yeah. Uh, um, really old, to be honest, because <laughs> I, was, I was attending when she was a little kid and she actually started with triathlon. So, And you were already IT racing by then, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, um, I don't know, 16, 17 um, um, years. No, I must be older. I was... I was 20, I think, but she was a little kid and just started. And uh, it's just great to see the, the, the Germans back on top. Um, yeah. I, I hope they can hold it together because looking at the German history of, of Olympic uh, uh, racing, we had a lot of under 23 world champions, junior world champions, but um, not much of them made it to the to the absolute elite top level. Not so. consistently. You had the odd win here and there, but consistently one exactly. and two. Yeah, you're probably right. You're looking good for a relay. Olympic relay. This must be something Germany are really focusing on. You've got the, you've got four or five very good athletes capable of it. Yeah, that's the German team spirit. I think it's like in a in, in a soccer game against England. We just <laughs> anyway. Thanks for coming on to Pro Try. <laughs>
<laughs> no, uh, Patrick, exactly. thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I do appreciate your time. Um, we look Very forward welcome. to seeing you back on the start line in Roth this year. And uh, good luck to you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Calvert. Thanks, Mark. Hey, cool. no worries. And, and for everyone that doesn't know, Patrick is only 35 years young. So don't let him fool you that he's old. And if he races till he's 40, he still has a chance for another five titles. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. And that's a wrap. I'll stop recording. Cool. And um, Kyle will edit this uh, to record.